They watch a movie, then record themselves talking about the movie. You're listening to Movie Wingding. On today's episode, they are Ashley Brown Durand, Justin Brown Durand, and me, Matthew Durand. Notorious is my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie. Probably my favorite movie of the 40s in general. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those movies where when I haven't seen it in a while, I'm like, why do I like that movie so much? Like, because right. it doesn't, you know, like Rear Window or Vertigo or something, there's like certain scenes that kind of stand out in your mind, at least yeah. for me, as these obvious kind of like... But then when I watch it, I'm kind of like... Especially towards the end, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember why I like this so much. Um, yeah. But, and this is, I think, only the third time I've I've seen it. Um, but I, I, no, I was curious how you guys... What year is it from? I think it's 46. Okay. Hi, Sony. <laughs> um, do you know where it, it, like, fits among other Hitchcock movies? Like, what kind of... Hey, we can get to the trivia later. Um, I have a lot of trivia questions. No, sorry. I think, um, well, for a while he had been making movies like in England, and then at some point he kind of shifted and like started doing more American movies that like took place in America or around America or whatever, and had like more American actors and stuff. Right. Um, I think this is one of the early. I mean, it's it's mid forties, so I think this is like one of the first ones, if not the first one, that's like Hollywood Hitchcock, kind of. Right. If that makes sense. Uh, I mean, I agree with you that I don't. I I like liked it, but I'm surprised that I've seen this on like multiple people's like number one Hitchcock movies. Yeah. And on yours. Um. So I'd be curious to talk about that because I don't I, I don't really get like how I don't know just if you're making like a high like a you know put them in order I don't really understand how this ends up higher than something like Psycho or I mean I've seen very few of his movies yeah but like you remember like like you remember liking Rear Window like I more liked, than I, yeah, yeah yeah definitely I mean I love Rear Window. I just, um, for whatever reason, like this more. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I like... I think I like all of his movies that I've seen better than this. Like, oh, interesting. Whole, but I haven't seen that many. I've, I think the only ones that come to mind are, like, really... Wh- like, really well-known really well known ones. Um, like, Rear Window, Psycho. Have the, you seen North by Northwest? No. The, I think the birds even I on some level I like yeah. I feel like the once things get going in this <clears throat> and like the yeah. end and everything I probably like it better than something like the birds but overall uh, I think I like the birds better I don't know what do you think you like it uh yeah I think like the second half of it was better than the beginning yeah. But uh Yeah, the beginning feels like mostly set up kind of. Yeah, but. I mean it it does feel like a common thing of movies of this era to like things just are like really rushed along, like relationships are just like people are just thrown together and then they're just in love. Yeah. Um but <clears throat> 
Yeah, I don't know. There was stuff that I liked about it, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite movie of this era. What was the stuff you liked about it? Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. There was a very good horror movie vibe without it feeling like a horror movie. Yeah. Does that make sense? There's a vibe without it feeling like something. Um, like Justin kept mentioning that everyone's probably vampires and <laughs> and I yeah, I I enjoyed that feeling about it. Um certain scenes of these like men just feeling kind of like ominous and just like who are these people and but like they're not really scary. It's just like mysterious or something. Yeah. Well, they're all are they all they're all Nazis? Yeah. Well, I think that adds this whole I, if if those guys hadn't been specifically Nazis, yeah. I don't think I would have been like as invested in the in the whole thing and like how kind of creeped out I was. Yeah. But I think like the creepiness, like the danger of the whole thing like felt more um uh, palpable, yeah. Because you know everything that being a Nazi kind of brings to the table. Yeah, it's an easy way to generate like a sense of oh, yeah. menace is just kind of be like there's Nazis and like know? so like, and like so close to the war, like when the movie came out. Yeah, like is interesting. Um, yeah, some of those guys were really creepy. I yeah, um, Claude Rains. Yeah, so is the main guy. Um, he kept reminding me of Albert Finney, kind of. Oh, I could see that. They're both squinty. Yeah, they squinty, yeah. But, um, but the other Nazis that were there with him that he kind of answered to, sort of. Yeah. Some of those guys were, like, like, really, one of them in particular had a really menacing, uh, effectively menacing vibe. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I when we were watching it, I you know I had I stopped it halfway through because I was finally just like, I think I was getting this feeling like, like I wasn't enjoying the movie, but I was like, I think I could enjoy this if somebody just tells me what's going on, <laughs> and I, I'm really glad that I did that and just kind of like, you know, sucked up my pride or whatever, swallowed my pride, <laughs> sucked up my pride real good, and because. I just in I think it's really common for me that in old older movies, um, anything black and white really. Yeah. All of, all of the setup, like a lot of the setup, it's not uncommon for that to just be lost on me, and and I don't know if I I think I usually, eh, kind of blame that on myself. Like oh I'm not good at watching these movies or I'm, I have like this like, like you know raised in the eighties kind of. Stupid you have to brain. like get but, into but the I, rhythm of it. But I think well, it's just that I'm used to like. I feel like movies kind of got the storytelling kind of got a little better, or got like mm-hmm. it became something that works for me more. Like just uh, pretty much all old movies like this that I ever have seen. Like this is like a classic movie. People like you know this is like a really well regarded movie, and I find the first half of it like. Well, this I liked. I liked the lead actors a lot. Yeah. So I was enjoying myself, but I didn't know what the hell was going on as far as like the major plot points. Yeah. You know, like it. It was all lost on me, and I don't think I wouldn't have figured it out if I hadn't just stopped the movie and been like, "What's what's going on?" Mm-hmm. 
you know. But then that made it work for me. I, I liked it much better after yeah. after that. So I think all with all movies like this, I just need to like Wikipedia first <laughs> and be like, what is the what is the main plot of this movie? It is a like it's a different way of giving out information. Like I don't know. It's funny. It's almost like I feel like with these older movies, there's a lot more stuff is just not emphasized in the same way a lot of the time. Like, like well, well, stuff will just kind of pass by in a sentence, and it'll just yeah. kind of be like, you know, remember this for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, or even just the way an older movie is shot, there's a lot more. I mean, this movie had you know close-ups and stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot more just like, you know. Um, there's not as much cutting to like emphasize like pay attention to this or that you know like yeah. I feel like there's just things within scenes that like you can miss much easier than you know newer movies yeah I don't know when it changed like I don't know if it was super gradual that like the storytelling devices just kind of got more like kind of easy it just got easier but like I mean the cynical part of me wants to say that like at some point later on, like, in the 80s or something, studios started, like, testing movies more and being, like, the audience doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Just, like, simplify the plot. Just, like, but like, is there, anything, down, is like, there anything wrong with that, you know? like No, like, no. It's just, it, it, it you know, it, it's, it's telling a different kind of story, you know? Like... But I feel like you could tell this story, this exact same story in an easier way and and nothing would be lost like i don't feel like that like that that kind of storytelling necessarily like like makes it better i don't know yeah i mean i'm it's tricky for me because like i i've never watched this movie and felt like i didn't know what was going on yeah but you're smarter than me or you're like you're like you're like a you like read books and stuff like that you like remember things from like science class in high school no, I, I, I just... And I don't. I don't remember anything <laughs> from high school. That's not true. You totally could... Rem- you have retained, I guarantee, like... I probably remember like some... some kind of... Like, you could look at, like, a math problem... Oh, no. And, like, fig- at least recognize some part I, I of it. I probably can remember, on. like, basic algebra. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, I think it's just that, like... You know, I I watch movies assuming that everything everyone's saying is potentially important. Right. You know, <laughs> like why would this be in the movie if it if I you know like like when I go to the movies and people leave in the middle of the movie, I'm like, what the fuck? Like I could come back and not know what's going on. But yeah. then I remember, oh wait, but movies now like know that you're gonna like leave <laughs> twice to pee and get another giant soda, so they're like. <laughs> Like, but I'm just saying, like, I don't mind being yeah, expected yeah. to, like, yeah, pay yeah, attention yeah. to every... And I'm not saying you're not paying attention, but I feel like it is it is a different kind of... I don't know that I'm ultimately, like, like... I mean, of course, if you leave the room, like, you're gonna, you know, miss things. Like, I don't expect to be able to, like, leave the room for five minutes <laughs> and come back and know what's going on in any movie, like... I mean, that's true. If, if you go to, like, a superhero movie, like, a, a new, um, you know, a new, like, superhero movie, and you leave for five minutes, you're going to miss stuff that, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it'll be easier probably to figure out what's going on, but you, you know, can probably. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah, or you can come back. Just, I guess that's true. Who cares? Because you're still going to get like thrills and and spills. And or if it's <laughs> enough of like a formula, you can come back and be like, oh, okay, it looks like they killed his father. You know what? I don't know if it is though, because we want to see Black Panther. Oh, I want to see Black Panther. You did yeah, not. I did not. Yeah. And even in that, I I miss things about what's going on. I think I just, uh, you know. My brain isn't like. Yeah, but I think well, some of the actually, newer superhero movies, I think that there's. I think it's okay if you miss stuff, though. I think it's supposed to just be enjoyable in the action. You know, I, th- know? I think. Yeah, I think this doesn't happen to me in like. I think it, a lot of movies that have like procedural, like police stuff. Yeah. That yeah. actually, this is very true. I think movies about like crimes or like, or like uh, spies or like. You know, like, like, if I was just watching some, like, family drama... Yeah. I, I don't think I would, like, you know... I, I think I retain everything that's going on. But on some level, like... Maybe on some level, like, like something about, like, police and spies and that kind of stuff, like, maybe doesn't fully interest me. Yeah. Uh, so my brain kind of glosses over a little and turns into, like... <laughs> you also like you also don't watch a lot of old movies and I feel like you have to be used to like the pace of it and like even you know like Matt saying like he's assuming that if something is said in the movie it's going to be important it's like that is something that you even just kind of pick up from watching lots of movies. Yeah, because I don't understand what they're talking you know? about even. Because I feel, yeah. like, I feel like in a lot of these older movies, or, I don't know if it's just the old movie thing, but movies where they're throwing around a lot of people's names and, like, yeah. like right away. Yeah. And, like, that that's supposed to, like, tell me what's going on, but they haven't, like... Like, I, like, if I'm going to watch a spy movie, I want there to be a freeze frame on the person. And <laughs> <laughs> I want, like, a typewriter font at the bottom telling me who it is. Or, like, a little dossier that they give yes. you that you can be like, ah. Yes. I, I Sometimes I feel like, as, like, this weird torture thing, you should try to watch um, The Big Sleep, which is this, like, convoluted Humphrey oh, Bogart really? detective movie. Because that, like, the plot in that like a lot of the movie is about these two guys who are missing or dead or something and everybody talks about them they're never in the movie they're like dead before the movie starts but everyone talks about them and like it's such a weird and there's even a thing in that movie where like the writer like lost track of what was going on and there's this thing with this guy who like his car goes off a bridge and there's this question of like whether he committed suicide or whether someone like killed him and pushed his car off the bridge yeah and then it just kind of gets forgotten about and I guess there was some point where like the director and the writer were like oh oh crap um uh, it's, it's probably okay like wow. like but, but it, they just forgot to like answer it um and they were just like nah there's enough other stuff going on yeah um but um well okay what what year is like um Rear windows from the fifty-four, I think. Okay, I mean, I feel like I know exactly what's going on through that whole movie. I feel like it's told in a more straightforward way that yeah. I follow. I don't know. Also, there's just too many like, like, kind of um, like men in suits that all look the same, speaking <laughs> kind of like 
Oh, and it's in black and white, right. so they all extra <laughs> color, and they all have different colors. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, Rear Window has like pretty hot colors in it, and there's like almost immediately like people in bikinis and stuff. Yes. Right, isn't there a woman dancing in her underwear? Person. Okay. Yeah. Well, so then, that's getting your attention. It must. It must be. Well, Jimmy Stewart, I just like the way he talks. And, <laughs> um, you know what? I didn't really understand what Karen Grant was saying. No, I understand <laughs> what you're saying, but like. Um, is it supposed to strike? I mean, I know you said that, like, in these old movies, people get together really fast, but, like, is it supposed to strike me kind of strange, like, their chemistry? Like, because he's completely, like, like, just, st- like, wooden yeah. man. She's, yeah. like, kissing all over him, and he's, like, barely... Yeah, I, mean, I was Am I supposed to be kind of, like, that. like charmed and turned on by, by... Is that, like, supposed to be charming somehow? That he's this weird, standoffish, handsome... That was like it was kind of that was awkward. frustrating because for me because it's like this close up and she just <clears> kept <throat> kissing him all over and he literally would not kiss her back. Yeah, and it was kind of driving me nuts. I mean, he like kissed her a couple times, but it's just the like it was a strange old time yeah. movie, like just pushing really like, forcefully. Well, but like it, by the end of the movie, I was, I, uh, you know, the last scene like. <clears throat> At some point, I bought that they like had that they like had legitimate yeah. feelings for each other. Yeah. But I don't think the movie really earned that. Yeah. Like the fir- the big first, the first bunch of scenes that they had where they're getting to know each other. Like. Yeah. I thought when when she was drunk in the beginning, and he was like driving with her, I thought that was like funny, and I liked their kind of back and yeah. forth. There was but more chemistry there. There was more chemistry than... there. But then when they jumped yeah. into the thing where they were having dinner together. It was just kind of weird. Well, I mean, again, not to be the, like, it's in the dialogue guy, but, like, no, she I mean, basically it's... has him pegged as, like, you know, he doesn't want to fall in love with her. Like, he, you know, he feels like she's this, like, this, like, wild woman with, like, this promiscuous past and stuff. Yeah. And he feels like, and I think she even says, like, what would, you know, your, your colleagues think or something. Okay. Like, like, he... <sighs> See, this is part of what I really like about this movie is... What are you smiling about? The two of them, like, it's fucked up. Like, the whole movie is based around this plot of her, like, ex- like she doesn't want to do this thing. He doesn't want her to what, do this just, thing. The, the, the whole the, spy the, thing, the, the, like, her basically, like, sleeping with this guy to, like, get into his confidence and stuff. Like just the whole weird way that the two the two of them are kind of messed up with like I don't know there, there's something I find really that there's something really like even though everyone's pretty restrained a lot of the time in the movie I feel like there's a lot of like weird like like pain and anger and stuff just under the surface and I find that really compelling in the two of them like right like find her particularly restrained. I mean, just just in the sense of like, I mean, she she says what she's thinking more yeah. than him. It's true, but no, there is interest. There's like I I just I think that the movie could have, if it was a longer. Uh, the period where they were like getting to know each other. It does I kind thought, of I, thought was that. I just thought it was handled kind of strange. Yeah. But but like I said, ultimately by the end of the movie, like the second half of the movie, 
once like the plot gets you know more suspenseful mm -hmm. yeah. I'm I'm into it like I've I've uh, given into it but yeah I'll I'll say that like I've watched other older movies like this where the relationships move along really quickly and it feels kind of abrupt or whatever but I believe the chemistry I can feel the chemistry more than this one like I I caught a lot of what they were saying in the dialogue but I still didn't believe yeah, it just as a like it's still like as a full picture it didn't it still didn't really work for me and on top of that it felt kind of predictable like I was just like oh of course like they're gonna fall in love immediately, but they're. But I'm not gonna really believe that they're in love because it's just the way that it works in these movies. Is that like they're gonna say they're in love with each other already? And I get. I I feel like I was kind of asking before if I was missing something because I feel like I could buy it if I think this might match what you were saying, Matt. Yeah. Like I feel like I could buy the whole thing if it's like supposed to be kind of fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I don't believe that, like, they're in love and this, like, works and it's great. Mm -hmm. But that, like, they're... Like, I'm seeing it as this weird, like, like, like really strange chemistry with all this, like, other stuff underneath yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, that's, if I that's what they're still, trying to convey... I just still didn't think that that right. even worked. That didn't work yeah. that well for me. But I also, like, this was my first time seeing this one, so maybe if I saw it again, I would pick up on more of that stuff like I'd be interested in watching a movie from this era that I've seen before that Matt's never seen before <clears throat> and see if yeah. he picks up on the same relationship stuff that I either noticed the first time around or the third time or something yeah you know I'd be interested in that too um yeah. so uh Ingrid Bergman's her name yes so her daughter is Isabella Rosalini right yes oh. yeah I, I could not Stop thinking about that through the entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> like how similar they are. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen her in a movie. Like, does she? Can you always hear her accent? Um, I haven't seen her in that many movies, but in them, I feel like she always speaks with that accent. Yeah, Isabella yeah. Rosalini always does too, right? I think from her. Yeah, accent. yeah, yeah. Uh, they just sounded so similar, and like. I, I don't know like they just re like I just was thinking about it like through the entire thing I, I feel like sometimes to the point where I was even, I was even sort of thinking of it as <laughs> Isabella Rosalini yeah um, who's her dad uh, is he somebody R famous Roberto Rosalini it was this director that um, Ingrid Bergman like was in one of his movies and they like had an affair and ended up oh, okay. getting together something okay. like that um, but yeah, it's just Italian director that she right, right. had worked with. Um, I thought she was really good though. Like I, like I, <clears throat> I, um, I don't know. She had a, a presence that was. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, that's I one of the agree. things I forget is that I, I think she's fantastic. She was, she was one of, she's one of those actors from this era who brings like like some naturalism yeah. in, in places that like, mm. you know, I feel like when I first say that, you'd think it was like, oh, she brings naturalism into like the big um, expressive scenes. Yeah. And that's what's compelling. Yeah. But I feel like what's it's compelling is kind of the little things. Like, yeah. like yeah. in the beginning, right away at the party when she was getting drunk, just the way she was talking and carrying herself, she just felt like 
Um, it didn't feel stagey. Yeah. You know, and from this era, that's always like really striking when when like everyone else still has this like stage actor kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, yeah. so I, I always like seeing that in movies from this era when somebody kind of even Cary Grant as like kind of stiff and strange as his character was he had a, a naturalism with her a little bit yeah I mean it was, it was harder to spot because he was such a stiff like kind of guarded character yeah but I feel like some of there was some like kind of playful stuff in those first scenes where she was drunk yeah I um, actually yeah I'm oh, sorry I didn't mean to cut you off no I'm good I was going to say, um, the one of my favorite moments with him in this is um, <clears throat> that scene where he's he's meeting with his superiors and he gets pissed at them, the way they're talking about her. Oh, and he's he kind of being kind he of he just like, gets yeah. like his, his he, he gets this like thing where he he's like really angry, but it's all in his eyes. Like his face doesn't yeah. really change, mm-hmm. and I, I really like that. Like. Um, so you've seen him in a lot of movies? I wouldn't say a lot. Um, well, what are some of his, like, have, you, have you seen him? In a Fair to Remember? Oh, that's, okay. What else have I seen him in? Um, okay, I've never seen him. He's not in Desk Set, right? That's Spencer Tracy. No, right. Um, he's, he did a bunch of romantic comedy type movies. Oh, he actually was in the else. movie that The Money Pit is a remake of. Oh, <laughs> oh weird. Um... Although I think I think I think it's the Tom Hanks laugh. No, I, and I think it's much <laughs> less like, like slapsticky in general. It's called Mr. Blandings Builds His Dream House. Oh right. Um, <clears throat> he he's been in a bunch of Hitchcock movies. He's in North by Northwest. Um, oh yeah. okay. You seen that actually? Uh, in high school, I don't really remember. Uh, he's in this really great like 1930s movie called Only Angels Have Wings. Um, <clears throat> which is <clears throat> I'm curious what you guys would think of that that's a really that good one that sounds familiar too but I don't know um, if I've seen it but both of these oh, he's, he's done a lot of comedy stuff Arsenic and Old Lace okay. um, like dry comedy right? <laughs> well Arsenic and Old Lace is pretty wacky oh, or it? Bringing a Baby okay. um, you haven't seen any of these which isn't a surprise I don't watch these movies. Ashley, I think, would like Bring Up Baby. Is, is that Catherine Hepburn? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, maybe, have I seen that? Or have I just seen There's like a leopard or something in it. Yeah. I don't think I saw that. That's a good goofy one. Yeah, I want to see more Catherine Hepburn without Spencer Tracy. Yeah, I've, I've never seen any of her movies with him. Yeah, well... I think I've just seen Bring Up Baby and African Queen. Um, oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, so both of, both of these actors were, like, big deal yeah. stars, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, the other thing I was going to... You were talking about naturalism and stuff. Um, the the scene, the whole ending thing, when, when he, like, comes to her bedroom and stuff... Yeah. Like, I find her very believably vulnerable in that yeah in a way that like like i get very emotional watching that part because she seems like i don't know it it seemed it seems a lot less actorly to me than a lot of like 40s acting like like she seems like very believably to be feeling what she's feeling yeah um that tight shot that was like a long 
tight shot with no music, and I I kept getting like nervous that someone was in the room. Oh yeah, me like, too. Like I think the vulnerability of yeah, of, yeah. Like, when what they were doing, were and, so yeah, and the camera was just and tight, and like I just felt like someone was like in like coming yeah. in, like it, it felt very like yeah. intimate and yeah. vulnerable. And, and she's like giving him all this information, yeah. and yeah, that was good. Yeah, I I just love like I always forget how. I really like once the movie builds to this point where like all these people know these different things about each other but like nobody can say anything out loud and stuff like yeah it, um, it, yeah, it went into, in a direction I wasn't and, expecting and just the way that the whole ending is done where like it just kind of turns into this weird battle of wills thing like I love that the climax of the movie is just them going down the stairs yeah that is like yeah. cool there's yeah. actually really there's no violence in this movie yeah. Really? The most violent thing that happens is in the car when he punches her out so he can drive. <laughs> Did he punch her out? Yeah, he, he, he kind of, oh, you don't yeah. see it, but there's I this little, he, like, punch yeah, back. I he, like, choked her yeah. out. <laughs> no, he just, I was you're like, wow, alone. Quick. It's like, I don't know, I feel like it happens a lot in these old movies where there's this particular, like, punch sound and then the person just gets instantly oh, knocked out. Yeah. But oh, there's there's no sense. other violence in it. Like, he even mentions a gun but we don't see it. Yeah, I wasn't sure he, I mean, he's yeah, a good one. Yeah, shooting people. Yeah. But, um, like that's uh, that, that's something that impresses me too is that like I feel like it generates a lot of suspense from these weird things of just like yeah. people in the basement is somebody like I don't know like yeah. I, I'm not sure like like imagine like like if you went to like a horror movie where like nobody died or something you know yeah. and it was just this threat of like maybe yeah something's yeah. gonna like I don't know. I feel like it, and I could imagine Alfred Hitchcock, like, because he seems he seemed like in a lot of his movies he liked to set up these weird like challenges. You know, like I'm gonna do a movie that looks like it's all one shot, or like I'm gonna do a Which movie with a uh, rope, oh, um, yeah. or like Lifeboat is this whole movie that takes place on a little little boat, right? And I think a lot of it was him being like, I want to make a movie that takes place. So I could imagine maybe not. Um, but I could imagine it being like it'd be interesting to do a movie like this where there's no like overt violence or anything like yeah, I think that. There was a lot of opportunities for it, like where, with the the um, you know her, her what was the guy's name? Claude Rains, uh, Alex Sebastian. Sebastian, where like I thought he would kind of get more rough. Mm. You know, he was kind of like this He's threatening character, yeah. but, but like in a pretty passive way. Yeah, no one wants to make a scene. His, I like I liked his yeah. his mother. The grand, oh, she's the she's, yeah, she's yeah. awesome. She got she like, literally didn't blink at all. Like I don't think that <laughs> yeah, she was true. blinking. She's I great. kept questioning, like when she was like walking at any point while talking to someone or like walking towards someone. I kept being like, is she blind? Because she didn't look like she was wow. looking at the person she was talking to, and she just wasn't blinking. She's just like, yeah. Yeah. I, I love uh, like yeah, when, when she breaks out the cigarette and she uh, that gets whole, like she got like, just like all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, that that whole scene, like, well, because you know, like, like, like she's losing her influence over her son. But like that scene where he's like, I have to talk to you about her, and she, like before he even finishes saying it, she like. Like Lights like up. she like yeah. like straightens up in bed and gets this little smirk and goes I have expected it yeah and like she's like so like yeah. full of like it's really funny yeah. that was like um 
that's one of the Hitchcock movies I got to see in a theater, and like the audience was really into her. Like, like oh, I don't yeah, know. That makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's it, that's a weird thing about the movie too. Is is that like I find myself kind of liking her and kind of liking her son in a weird way. Well, yeah. Like, at one point, like, I kind of jokingly said, like, I feel bad for him. Yeah. But I did because, and I think I didn't occur to me at the time. But I think it's because there's no violence. Yeah, yeah. because he's obviously not the one in charge. He is also like being threatened. Like yeah. he is fearful now because somebody else could destroy him or make him disappear. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like it's interesting that the whole thing of like him discovering that they've broken into the cellar and everything like it's this mm-hmm. it's this like five minute scene that's just him like yeah. piecing stuff together yeah which is kind of interesting and it, and it's not in a like you know it kind of puts it kind of puts you in this weird it puts you in his head for a little bit mm-hmm. which is an interesting thing to do yeah um, this is true and yeah like at the end there's this weird thing of like you know it, it's I mean he's been you know poisoning you know the heroine of the movie and you're like glad to see her get away but there you do kind of feel pity for him like yeah um also i have to say about the ending i love that there's no epilogue i love that it's just kind of like that's it like like yeah that was interesting that the last time you see uh devlin and alicia doesn't seem like the last time you would see them like it's just this psycho did that oh yeah man (laughs) epilogue and psycho is like if it just cut to like it's her so in the her, I say her because it's like but I, I really like the when he's staring at the camera and there's that you know the voiceover at the oh yeah end. that works but she the, wouldn't but, hurt but, but yeah but the, the whole thing where they're explaining what happened ugh. yeah like imagine just, if this movie had something like oh god <laughs> Well, we figured out. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, guess like, that's like it'd be like if this movie cut back to all of the bo- the the like other American spies. Like, 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 talking about, like, I can't believe that's what happened. And supposedly they just walked each other down the stairs and there wasn't even any violence. Yeah, that's an interesting thing about this movie is that, like, the whole thing of, like, you know, that she's been put there to spy on th- this guy and his friends and figure out what they're doing. And then she figures out, oh, they've got this uranium. Where are they getting the uranium? <clears throat> and, like, she finds out. Like, she was, like, like, right before she... <laughs> figures out that they're poisoning her like she gets the information and like hands yeah. it off but like at that point in the movie that's like the least important thing that's going on right. yeah. kind of. okay. like that's the whole like when people like have you heard like when people talk about like the MacGuffin in Hitchcock movies have you heard that is it, term is it kind of like the thing you think you're supposed to be paying attention to not even that it's just sort of like like the thing that everybody wants or is trying to get or something and it doesn't even really matter what it is it's just right. something like in North by Northwest right. there's this like where's the microfilm we've got to get the microfilm and in this it's like there's the uranium where'd they get the you know like yeah it could almost be about anything um what else did I want to say um that Oh, this movie had a lot of, um, uh, like, projection? Yeah, we call it? rear projection. Is that common from movies of this era? I feel like it's common... Well, because, like, at this point, movies were being shot almost in... There was very little, like, on-location right. shooting. So, like, just... if you're filming a movie that takes place in Rio... 
probably they just like got some like I don't think those actors were ever in Rio like oh yeah um yeah. so yeah I feel like I notice it more in this movie than I guess I've seen other more ones. more movies where they just build sets like with. I don't know. Yeah, this this has I, a lot I never of noticed the movie had as much of, of that. even just the scenes with him sitting on the bench. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah, stuff like that. Like, or I actually I've never. I mean, I kind of enjoy like like scenery that looks kind of fake. Yeah, so it didn't bother me. But yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a movie where some of that some of it looked so much like a projection. Like when yeah. they got pulled over by the the motorcycle <laughs> yeah. car. Oh yeah, it was just like oh they're just sitting in a room. Like, it just looked so yeah. fake, but I, like... Yeah. I, that kind of actually made it work better for me somehow, that you could tell well, how fake it that, was. that scene felt kind of goofy anyway. Oh, like, yeah. when all of a sudden, When all of a sudden, the, like, the cop was, up, like, riding next to her, I felt like it was, like, the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> we were seeing... Yeah, cops on a broom. We were, we were seeing her, like, riding her bike past the window yeah, into yeah, the tornado. Yeah, like that. Yeah. But yeah, then all of a sudden he's like in front of the car and they are literally just in a room. Yeah, just like they're in a room. <laughs> yeah, in like such a obvious but it was, way. Yeah, but it was enjoyable. Um, it's funny because I felt like the way she was driving, like holding the steering wheel, is what some actors will do in movies anyway, where they're moving the steering wheel a lot. Like too much. Then, the road yeah, actually too was. Much, but then this, like, it showed the road, like, we are swerving all yeah, the Yeah, it was actually, place. like, matching her crazy yeah. hand movements. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I guess I, I, I mean, just through this conversation, I'm, like, appreciating more things in it. Um, but I, I do kind of struggle to understand how this would be considered, like, his best movie um, and what it is about it. I mean, it's just taste on some level, but, like, I don't know. It, it is surprising to me. I mean, I, I it's surprising to me that... My impression is that, like, if you look at, like, like film critic polls and stuff, I kind of thought, like, the sophisticated choice or whatever <clears throat> was Vertigo. Yeah. Because that, that's, like, this weirder, crazier, like, am, more ambitious movie... Um, and also, I think it was a movie that wasn't liked as well when it came out, and people liked to be oh, really? kind of like misunderstood, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, this was well liked. Was this like an Oscar winning? Uh, I, do a little I don't think Hitchcock won a lot of. Uh, oh, really? No, I think. Um, I want to say, I think he got Best Picture for Rebecca, which was like a earlier movie than oh, this. Oh, okay. Um, but he was... his he, he didn't really make the kind of movies that got awards right. back then. Same as today, like horror movies to, or like suspense. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it weird that Annie Hall got Best Picture and that Silence of the Lambs got Best Picture <laughs> the years that like came out? Like of all of the like comedies or horror movies that those... Yeah, that those somehow yeah, like... Sure. I kind of get it. Like, I kind of get Annie Hall... Yeah, more that makes more sense to me. Because Annie Hall seems like there weren't really a lot of movies like that when that came out. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I haven't seen Sounds of the Lambs like since the early '90s. Yeah, when I was a kid. But like, <clears throat> I do. It is kind of interesting how that kind of was such a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, you know, I, maybe because it was like, like stylishly made like it felt like a classy movie but it had such gruesome things in it yeah so it, it was kind of have you seen Sounds of the Lambs yeah 
because there's some really like disgusting stuff in that yeah you know yeah but it's all handled like a like a like a big budget Hollywood film you know yeah it's it with like with, with Anthony <clears throat> Hopkins and and you know he's like an actor yeah, yeah. so maybe oh, maybe that's part of it it's tricky for me now because now I, I I feel like Signs of the Lambs just looks like every TV show about serial killer yeah, those stuff. Are like, than that. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, there's Hannibal. There's the like right. a whole show about <laughs> Hannibal Lecter killing people and like yeah. stringing up their bodies in weird ways. Oh, God. Yeah, it's I've I've seen just like photos of stuff from Hannibal. Like we saw we saw a commercial one night. Just yeah. like I'm ready to, and we were like horrified. Really it showed like a skinned body or something awful. Yeah, the yeah. body like it was being held up by skin that was like. And this is an a TV show. Or something. Yeah. This was like, a commercial for a TV show on TV. Yeah. Like, during something else, and I was just like, ah, oh, I don't want to see that. Like, you just like throwing pretty, it yeah. at me. Ooh. Yeah, it's kind of no holds barred on television. Yeah. Still no nudity though, right? Maybe a butt sometimes. Yeah, maybe a butt. Yeah, maybe a butt. Mm. But, um... Um, I am curious. I'm gonna do a little internet sleuth thing right now. I'm just I'm just curious how old these actors were. Mm. <laughs> 1904. Cary Grant was born in 1904. So 40... Oh, he's like 44. 43, 42. Something. Like, yeah. 44 in this movie. And Ingrid Bergman... 1915. So she's 11 years younger than him. Interesting. Have you guys? So, so you guys haven't seen Casablanca, have you? Or no, I'm sorry. I. That's right. I have not. I tried watching it sometime in the last year, and I yeah. couldn't get into it. But um, is that is she in it? Yeah, but she's, I didn't, she's a female. But I didn't get very far, and I feel like I need to try again. Yeah, Casablanca. It's a good movie. Um, she's fine in it. I don't remember being impressed with her the way I am watching this. Mm-hmm. Like, it. I feel like Casablanca is more kind of like I just enjoy the plot and kind of watching stuff play mm-hmm. out between them and stuff. But I don't get as emotionally involved in it. Mm-hmm. There's also an awkward thing with Casablanca where, especially towards like the last like five or ten minutes every line is like a famous line right, right. so it's just like one after the other after the other it feels like yeah like you're watching some weird greatest hits movie or something <laughs> like it's crazy yeah. like like just just between the two of them there's so much and then they leave and then like this other character shows up and they're like this looks like it could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship and it's, like, <laughs> it's just crazy um, it's not the movie's fault right, right. that it has all these lines. But yeah, like every line. Here's looking at you, kid. Like it, it's like nonstop. It's got Peter Laurie in it too, right? Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. I don't Man. remember his. I feel like all the lines I remember from it are um, are Humphrey Bogart's though. Oh really? Can we talk for a second about? This guy, Alex Sebastian, how creepy he was right in the beginning. Like, like creep, like just like a creep, like kind of a sleazeball creep. Like, like oh yes, your father died. I'll help you get over it. Like, yeah, like yeah, let me spend totally. some time with you. I'm trying to think of like some other things that he said. Or he the, just, the like, thing where he's like, ugh, like he why just, don't you show me how much you don't love Mr. Yes, Devil? Yeah, there he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. 
Yeah. 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 He, he's very. Yeah. And yeah. then she's just like, yep, I slept with him. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that, like, for, for 1946, I mean, like, they dance around a lot of stuff, but, like, you know, to be with him before yeah. marrying him. And well, that's why I'm surprised you know, I've added him to my list of playmates. Yeah. Yeah. Are you serious when the thing where they have separate beds... In the in their bedroom, was that really like a rule? I don't think studios would would show. That I don't know weird that, they that they could talk about somebody sleeping around or whatever, but yeah, not but they, show a bed. I, I feel like it's a lot. They're just very particular about um, the language. Like, the language yeah. You know, they can yeah. just they can talk about conquests and things. But I? I'm looking at a list of like a um, Alfred Hitchcock movies, and there's like. So many. Well, he started out making silent films. Did he? Yeah. Wow. There's like dozens of movies before you you get to to um, Notorious. Like in my mind, Notorious is one of like his early movies. Yeah. No, he was he was cranking them out since the silent days. Um, yeah, that's that's insane. I think like what year is uh, the Thirty Nine Steps? That's like a thirties or. 1935. Yeah, I think that was one of his first, like, when people are, like, classic Hitchcock. Oh, really? Or, like, The Lady Vanishes is around that time, I think. Yeah, there's just so many of these. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder how many people have watched them all. Some of them, he's, he's one of those people that, like, some of his old silent movies are just lost. Like, he's got, like, several oh, really? that just, that's there's no existing print. Hmm. Wow, that's crazy. I think he had a silent one about Jack the Ripper. Is it murder exclamation point? No, or maybe it's not a silent. That's one of these. That's like one of his maybe his first or second sound movie. That's a weird movie. You've seen I it. tried to watch it, but it was so like it feels so rickety and like it, it, it feels like a movie from when they were still figuring out how to make movies. Yeah, like it, <laughs> it just I don't know. Did he write all of his movies? I don't think he wrote any of them. Really. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, I, I think he, he just, just so what's well, so what's up with like? I think he just had certain themes he was really into and things. Would he and, have? Would he like based movies on books and stuff? Or or I think people? a lot of them probably were based on books, although I don't know how closely based huh. or something. That really or like me. like this one I noticed was written by Ben Hecht, who is like I've heard of him before as like a screenwriter, maybe novelist yeah. guy, but like. Yeah, he's one of those weird directors where, like, I don't know, like, who wrote Rear Window, who wrote Vertigo, um, but I don't think he was a writer, per se. I think he just... I totally thought he was. Yeah, I don't don't think so. I think he was just very into, like, orchestrating uh, other people's scripts. I'm really curious with Vertigo, though, just because Vertigo seems like like a very personal movie for him. You haven't seen that. Just in terms of like his weird relationships with his lead actresses and things. Oh, really? and, yeah. Um, um I was thinking about people's hair a lot while I watched this movie too. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. The guy, uh Sebastian, Alex Sebastian. He had a strange when he yeah. first showed up at the restaurant to meet her, like his hair was like so tall on one side. Oh, I didn't notice <laughs> that. Like, it just looked really strange. I kept looking at his hair because it's like, 
it it looked like there'd be <coughs> like it was parted on the side, mm-hmm. but it was all actually combed back. Mm-hmm. But just like starting, uh, like what I want is temples. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I, what I was wondering about mostly was well, Ingrid Bergman's hair was really cool a few times. Yeah, <laughs> she had the twin spirals. Yeah, it was like kind yeah, of for the party. Yeah, um, without the giant ponytails, but it you know. Um, but uh, I was wondering, like, how the guys got the waves in their hair. Because mm. um, all the guys have, like, a, you know, greased-up right. side part, but, like, kind of wavy. Yeah. Wonder, how do you get it to wave up and down? Yeah, I don't know. Mysteries of the 40s. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny that, I think you had said, but I had also thought that that one guy, like, w- like we all kind of thought Walt Disney yeah. Oh, yeah, I kept thinking of Walt Disney. Yeah. And I think that yeah. the, so the, the way his hair was yeah. slicked back. Yeah. yeah. Any guy with hair slicked back like that and a mustache is just Walt <laughs> Disney. Yep. Because that's who who else as a kid would you be exposed to that has that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah. As for. It's not the kind of thing I can talk anybody into, but as for why I think this one in my head more than like Rear Window or Vertigo or something, I think it's just that like for the this movie to me feels less kind of like like cool movie with big moments. Like I feel like this movie is just this <clears throat> steady build that I really like. Like I like yeah. that like the most like exciting part of the movie is the end and I feel yeah. like everything leading up to it leads up to it in a way that I really like yeah and then it ends immediately um, yeah. like it just feels like this one like and I, I I think more than some people I tend to respond to this like I, I like movies that feel consistent in a certain way more yeah, so I than guess. like an okay movie with a great scene yeah. like I mean that's cool too but like I, I this movie just when I think about it as a whole, I just feel like it's really satisfying, and I just again just just the relationship between the two of them, I get caught up in it in a different way than I do like like you know James Stewart and Grace Kelly in Rear Window or something like that, which is great too. But for some reason, these two, and I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that Ingrid Bergman's really good in it, yeah, and I think yeah, Cary Grant's really good. really good in his own way even though he doesn't really have to show as much. Mm-hmm. It's not as showy, but just, like, the little moments of, like, him being angry or the way he'll kind of, like, shut down, like... Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I just get... I just get very caught up on it. I just feel like it's this one big piece that I, I really like. Yeah. I can, I can see it that way, too. Um, but again, that's, that's just me... And I'm always, I mean, now I've seen it enough times that I kind of get it. But, like, both of the other times I saw it, I was kind of like, really? Like, like you know, a few weeks later, like, was it really that good? Like, in my head, it doesn't, you know. But I feel like it's one of those things where it's you kind of have to experience it to remember why it's good. Yeah. Like, it's hard to recreate in your head. Maybe because it, it's more of a hole in my head. Like... A hole in my head. <laughs> like with Rear Window, I can just immediately flash to that thing of like when Grace Kelly's like pointing at the ring and Raymond Burr looks at it and then he looks into the camera and be like, I don't know if you remember that. Part, oh, yeah, yeah. And be like, oh, yeah, like that's why I love that movie. Wait, that's Raymond Burr? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I didn't realize that. 
Yep. Wait, Raymond Burr is not Orson Welles. No, Raymond Burr was the guy that played Perry Orson Mason. Orson Welles is not Perry Mason. They were Mason. both known for being a large Was man. Orson Welles ever anything like Perry Mason? Did um, he ever have, like, a show? had deep voices. But, no, I mean... And I, were big and bearded. Did, he, did Orson Welles ever have, like, a show in, like, the 70s, 80s? Like, a TV show where he was Perry Mason? <laughs> no. That was Raymond Burr. <laughs> Which was Perry Mason. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, kind of the same. I can't really... Yeah. Wait, and Matlock is Andy Griffith. Right? Yes. Is it? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Who's Quincy? Quincy? What's that? Yeah, I don't know. Quincy MD? It was like some show about like a doctor oh. that solved crimes or something. Quincy? Yeah. Wow. That's not Andy you don't, Griffith. You know what that is? Quincy? Um, I, it's vaguely... Wait, wait, like, wait. Yeah. What about Father Dowling Mysteries? <laughs> is Hunter <laughs> Frazier... In my, remember the show Hunter? I'm getting tired. In my, in my mind, <laughs> Hunter really is, is, is Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> is Hunter Frazier? I think Hunter is Frazier. What is it? Okay. Like, okay. Is Cheers? Father, <laughs> Father Who's Dowling. the politician that I kept getting confused with Frazier? Uh, Not. really? Wait. No, only because. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Was it, actually, was this just in your head? Because I don't know that. <laughs> no, there's. Uh, someone I don't who's, hear your thoughts. Who's like a who's a not Kelsey Grammer, but is it a politician on another TV show? Is it Mayor? No, Cody? it's like a it's a real <laughs> life politician. I'm trying to think of a politician that looks like Kelsey Grammer. No, it doesn't look like him. His Wait. name is like Kelsey or something. Kelsey Grammer. Oh my god, it's gonna drive me. Maybe it's Frazier. Oh my I god. Frazier No, this is this is the reason I'm doing the podcast. Oh my goodness. I can't remember now. Oh, he's Republican. Ashley, that doesn't really narrow it down too much. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer's Republican. He is. Is there anything of Kelsey Grammer? <laughs> this this has something to do with Niles. Frazier Crane. Or Daphne. Or Roz. No, it's not actually... It doesn't have anything to do with... Roz? Oh, Roz. Roz. Was like, or the little dog. The little dog. Or the chair. The chair? <laughs> the beat-up chair. Oh my God. Are we talking around the dad because he died? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. He did uh, die. John Mahoney. I like him in Moonstruck. He's such a ding-dong. Oh, he's in Moon... Wait, wait. Yeah. Who is he in Moonstruck? He's, he's always at the restaurant with women that are too young for oh, him. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he tries to hit on Cher's mom, and she's just like, I'm too old for you. And he's like, mm, let's get, get it on anyway. And she's like, That's no. a good movie. He's good in Say Anything, too, isn't he? Oh, yeah. 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 I haven't seen, I've only seen that movie once. I should see it again. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you like, liked it and saw it a bunch of times. I, I liked it a lot at the time, and then I think I, um... Once I started to feel annoyed about Cameron Crow, I was nervous to go back and watch it again because yeah. I was worried it would be irritating. Uh, it's, I mean, that movie is way less Cameron Crowy than yeah. a lot of later ones. It still has. I feel like the the cam the like heavy Cameron Crow stuff in that is like doesn't feel as obnoxious. Yeah, Singles is really weird too. I've only seen that one. Singles was like such a letdown as a kid. Like, well, I think I saw it and felt like like I, I was too young. Yeah, because I had this feeling of like, oh, this is the movie for like like grunge. Oh yeah, she figured out. You're gonna love it, Lindsey Graham. 
It doesn't switch it in my brain and <clears throat> always think like they're talking about Frasier again? <laughs> It's not. Oh my it's, gosh. That's it's good. not Kelsey Grammer. It's, it's, it's Lindsey Graham. It's kind of close. There's a connection. Kelsey, Kelsey Lindsey, Lindsey Graham, 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 Graham. 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 Yeah. Oh, you go ahead. Oh, now put his finger in the air. So yes. I, no, I just was. <laughs> you go first. Talking about the whole like Hayes Code, like what you can and can't show in movies. Um, that long scene with the two of them where they're talking about having dinner and stuff and she keeps kissing him and they're kind of like moving and like stuck together and kissing and stuff I guess that was I don't know if provocation is the word but it was this thing where Alfred Hitchcock wanted to have this really long kissing scene between the two of them but at the time there was this thing where you weren't supposed to show people kissing for longer than a certain like you couldn't oh, have right. people kiss oh. and stay locked for like too long Weird. so he wanted to do this really long kissing scene where it kept being almost long enough but then they would stop for a little bit and talk and then do it again because oh, um, wow. he it was this idea that like oh audiences are going to be so turned on like we're, we're <laughs> showing them more than we're supposed to wow um yeah there, there's a lot of stuff that has to be danced around I mean, even back then, they weren't allowed to make movies where, like, the bad guy won. Like, you had to, like, make sure that, you know, evil is punished. Like, I think that's part of why they have at the end where she's like, oh, yeah, no, I I know where your name's coming from. You can take down the whole thing. You can get them all. Because if they hadn't, then, you know, people would have been like, you know, those other Nazis are still out there. Right. I mean, it's not Mm -hmm. a good thing, but ultimately it's, you know... Having to work within restrictions can be yeah. kind of interesting for art, you know? Yeah. It it only sucks when you run into a movie... Like that weird kissing t- scene, if that wouldn't have happened that way, without this, like, code... Yeah. It added this interest... You know what I mean? I don't know. Sometimes, like, finding a ways around or stupid like rules. Or, like, when uh, Jaws ran out of, mo- out of money, so they, like, barely showed... The shark? the shark, but it like oh, made yeah, the movie yeah. so much. Better. I was so confused. I thought you were talking about like the shark, shark. Like the shark in the movie Jaws. running out of money. <laughs> like it was this thing of like, well, you know. Wait, I just I saw something recently where something was referring to the shark in the movie Jaws as being named Jaws. Oh, what was it? I think somebody posted like some question from like a school book or something where they like were like. When Jaws, blah, 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 like, insinuating that the shark's name is Jaws. <laughs> I think a lot and of people I, think it's it's common. And I think, oh. Jaws the shark. Wait. Really? Like, well, as if they, like, named that, but him like, Jaws? But, like... His name isn't Jaws. In my mind, like, what do you think of the name of that movie at? Like, just the concept of Jaws? Yeah. After, after like, teeth or something. A few years after Jaws, Jaws, they made a Jaws rip-off movie with an octopus in it, and it's called Tentacles. Oh, my. I saw a preview for it. It looked kind of good. I want to see it. Piranha. Um, but, um, I guess Jaws but Piranha is, is different, because it's the actual... Like, if Jaws was called Shark... Oh, right. yeah. Um, That'd be interesting if it was yes. called Shark. Or if, it had, or if it was called Jaws Exclamation Point. Yeah, should we call Jaws NATO? <laughs> um, but anyway, the thing I was going to say was what if it was called just shark so Jaws. They shark Jaws. <laughs> shark eyes. Shark bite. Shark bites. Shark teeth. Shark bite. Um, 
So they made Jaws the Revenge, and I think at some point after making it, they were like, you know, this movie doesn't make any sense at all. So they made this Surprise, opening concern. <laughs> no, they made this opening yeah. narration for it. Oh my! That was going to be in it at some point, but it it sounds like like the beginning of an Ed Wood movie or something. It's just wow. this weird thing where it's like sometimes in the world things happen for no reason this that don't a- make any sense. And you have to ask, is it random chance or fate? Wow. As you watch this story of random things happening for no reason, ask yourself. But it, it's just totally this, like, this movie's not going to make any sense. That's really funny. It's on purpose. Is the music in all of them? They probably use the Jaws theme. There's probably like, like, a, like, a, like a rap one in the fourth. This <laughs> is Freddy Krueger doing That's a right. rap. It's Freddy Krueger and the Fat Boys rapping about Jaws. Jaws is the shark's names. <laughs> shark's okay. names. It's Jaws. Do they, they don't ever say that? <laughs> well, I thought we killed Jaws. But you Jack, wait, who's Jabber Jaws? Jaws? Well, I feel like movie nerds call the shark Bruce because that was what they called the robot shark on the set. Yes. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Movie I wouldn't know, know that information. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about those people, but I've overheard other people who I would consider movie nerds talking about yes, the shark. Yes, yes, Bruce, movie nerds. <laughs> I don't even. I was there even a shark in that movie? I don't know. I just eating my popcorn. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a regular guy. I like to laugh. I like some. Some yucks, some punching, is some this, guns. Has this turned into a some... dating podcast? Um. <laughs> I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> you ask me what I'm looking for in a lady. Charles Ford without the narration. Give it to me straight. Follow me all the way to the Bahamas and leave me alive. <laughs> and don't tell me why. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs>